0: The following is a CSPN media podcast presentation.
1: Let me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW, and I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, L Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler, you're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy, Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason...
0: Wait a minute, El Dandy has been wrestling in, in in the cruiserweight division here,
1: please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but my goodness sakes, 50 Who difference. are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy, because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious How about Hypnosis, let's get through. Psychosis, psychosis. Whatever, whatever, he's a great wrestler, you know.
2: Hello, and welcome to episode 251 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLaurente, and I'm joined by my co-host, my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonak.
3: Hey.
2: How's it going, friend?
3: How's oh, it's going, good. How are
2: you? I'm doing great, friend. I'm doing great. I hope all is well in your part of the woods.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the kids are arriving back on campus. How has that been?
3: Uh, You know, annually. I know that the year has started because I get phone calls from student accounts. Because my office number is one off from student accounts. And I get random people who come into my office thinking there's a class there because there's a library attached. And for whatever reason, when they say Room 202, they don't ever mention Library 202. They just say 202. And then I get random people who think there's a class in an office. You would think context clues for the future Doctors of America would work a little better than that? Don't seem to. So... (laughs)
2: <laughs> they're freshmen. They're mostly young and dumb. They
3: Oh, honey, it's a medical school. Most of them are 23,
2: 24. Oh, <laughs> even worse, huh? Yeah, they're not 18,
3: 19. Oh. You know. No, no, no. They're adults. Stupid adults. <laughs> yes, yes,
2: yes. That's amazing. That makes me very intrigued about what you guys have going on in your doctor doctor's program up there.
3: Mhm. Listen. I don't, I, you know, I guess.
2: <laughs> are you nice and polite to them?
3: I'm very nice to them because I don't need nobody saying I'm mean. Apparently, I am somebody who a certain section think I am the sweetest thing since spice bread and other people think I am horrible. So the last thing I need to do is let these little Caucasian doctors tell anybody that there's a mean little black lady on the second floor. No, 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 no. How are you doing? Well... Let me not lie. When they stand in the middle of the hallway, I do push them over. I do do that. <laughs> I I do that. I used to say excuse me, but I don't do that anymore. Because why are you standing in the middle? No, move. But other than that, I am very nice to them. I swear.
2: <laughs> Bogart and people out of the way.
3: Listen, my elbows work real nice, hmm. <laughs> and you you can't do it with a stank look on your face because then it means you tried. You you were being an asshole. So you just kinda of have to do it like, oh, you're in the way. Wow. How about that? Nobody ever says anything.
2: They just take mental notes.
3: Mm. Team passive aggressive. No confrontations over here.
2: <laughs> the WrestleCast is a part of the CSPN. You can find us on the web at CSPN.us. You can also subscribe to the WrestleCast on iTunes, Google Play. SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and YouTube. Ms. Dijanae, we have some news this week. Okay. My baby.
1: <laughs>
2: NXT. Mm-hmm. She's all grown up. <laughs> she's getting ready to leave the nest of the WWE Network and go out into the big, vast world. Of USA starting on September eighth. The show will be moving to USA Network. It will go from one hour to two hours mm. and it will be serving as direct competition for mm. AEW's primetime show that starts on October 2nd.
3: Mm-hmm. Less. <laughs>
2: I was hoping that this would not happen. I've been kind of fighting against this move coming about. Mm-hmm. It is rumored that currently Triple H will still be running the show. His team of people will still be running the show. Mm-hmm. It's very optimistic that that will continue, that Vince will not be able to meddle in this situation. The show will take place from full cell. And it will be live from mm-hmm. In one notion, I'm very, very sad because
3: mm-hmm.
2: I just don't. I'm, so, I'm afraid that the format mm-hmm. of it's going to change.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: they're not going to be able to do the way that they present it with the squash matches and the way they tell the long stories. And the way that they don't have everybody on there every week. Mm-hmm. Because you know it's only one hour, so you can't fit everybody in there, and it's cool that you don't see everybody. Right but now, they have that extra hour to feel, and it's live. And I just have a feeling that that's going to change. Yeah, but then on the other side, I feel like okay, since we're on USA, mm-hmm. the whole company just got elevated to like the main roster. So
3: right, yeah.
2: nobody has to leave NXT now. So just keep everybody there who's there and just let them do their thing on USA. And instead of moving Velveteen Dream up to Raw or SmackDown, he's now one of the main players on NXT every week. It, it, yeah. Or have Interplay since they're on the same network. Between Raw and NXT, but do it in a way that you don't crush the NXT guys every time they do it, which I know Vince will have such a want to do. But if they do it, let the NXT guys get some get some things that matter and count and kind of work them back and forth. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how this is going <laughs> to work, how this is going to look. Remember a couple of like a month ago and I was like, hey, I think we're going to move the recordings to Wednesday. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that's no longer going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> they just put like, not. it used to be, oh yeah, you know what, if there's a day of wrestling that I could chill out and miss a night and just kind of give myself a break, it's Wednesday. NXT is only an hour. I can watch that at any point on Thursday before I record the show. Uh, that's not going to be the case anymore. -hmm. So now I'm going to have not only a brand new show to watch in AEW, but an extra hour of the NXT that I usually watch as well. So this is going to be a very interesting fall starting in October.
3: Yeah, they they trying to do a lot in the autumnal months, but that's all right.
2: Yes, yes. But NXT moving to USA, it will be very interesting to see what comes about. Um, Hopefully, this means that NXT is, you know, on a big-boy, big-time scale. They pay the guys some more money, and uh, Chopper comes back, and like you said, NXT becomes the number-one brand, and nobody has to leave who's already established it.
3: Yeah. I just, as long, okay, I don't like two hours. I don't like it. I don't trust it. I don't like it. But if Triple H is still in control... I would like to see it. That's that's all. Cause I don't wanna, you know. I've had this conversation. I don't trust Vince. None of you should. So as long as it stays Triple H, I have high hopes for them.
2: Yes, yes, yes. So good luck to NXT and all of those guys and gals. That we have come to love so much and so dearly in the last year and a half of this crop of NXT. They're moving up to USA and they're about to be in the big time. So hopefully they can continue to deliver the outstanding television and uh, stories that have made them the best product that WWE produces week in and week out. Mm -hmm. Now to a production that they produce that's so-so every week in and week out Monday Night Raw from St. Paul, Minnesota. Corey Graves, he's on vacation, so Jerry Lawler is replacing him on Monday Night Raw in the commentary chair of the night. We relive the various near death experiences of Roman Reigns over the last few weeks. Roman is on his way to the ring. Once he gets there, Dolph Ziggler arrives and he says, he's not a keyboard warrior. He's glad that Roman is okay. He complains that Roman gets all the attention while bad things are happening to him weekly. He said Goldberg speared him three times. He was like, I (laughs) thought I had to wait six months between those. He said, last week Maurice's husband beat me with Ric Flair's move. And just last week this wannabe Dolph Ziggler super kicked me on the ramp. Speaking of HBK of course. So, after the insults to the legends, Dolph superkicks Roman Reigns. So, we have our match. Roman Reigns versus Dolph Ziggler. Roman counters the Famister, but gets posted and the zigzag gets a two count. Reigns counters the superkick with the Superman punch for his own two count. Dolph then counters the spear with another Famister for another two count. Dolph talks shit and then he runs into a spear and Roman Reigns gets the win. It was all good till Dolph was talking to shit. And then, <laughs> and then Roman capitalized. We get highlights of Sasha Banks returning and beating down Natalia and Becky Lynch last week. Then we get a Becky Lynch promo. Becky says, I want to fight the best. I want to fight everyone at their best at their peak and that is what Sasha Banks is right now. She said four months ago, Sasha ran away crying from WWE. WWE, excuse me. Her career was cold as ice. Now, <laughs> cut to last week, she's hotter than ever. Becky says Sasha's the greatest woman on the roster to never be great. Oh. She, she said the, cool. the great ones don't have to be talked into things, but since Banks is back. Lynch will gladly send her home crying again. Becky with that hot fire, like it. Yeah, it, it, you know she had kind of lost her fastball since Rhonda hadn't been around, but uh, all it took was Sasha to come back one week as as the best version of herself, and bam, Becky's right <laughs> back on point. It's the King's Court. Jerry Lawler is our host. He's supposed to interview Sasha Banks as his guest. Jerry the King Lawler is in the ring and he's hyping King of the Ring. Tournament starts later on this evening on Monday Night Raw. And that's when the lights go out. They start to flicker. And Jerry Lawler like, oh, I'm no dummy. I've seen this before. So Jerry, being the smart man that he is, Jumps out of the ring, runs Mm -hmm. up the ramp, Mm -hmm. and he's like, yeah, I got this. It ain't going to make me a victim. (laughs) And that's when the fiend arrives behind Jerry Lawler on the ramp Mm -hmm. and applies the mandible claw to the king.
3: Okay. So which I say, smart of you to leave the ring. Why wouldn't you go somewhere where your back is against the wall, though? You had all the stage behind you. Think about it for a second. Oh, Oh, Jerry.
2: This was a scene right out of a scary movie.
3: Terrified. You know I still don't see it for Mr. Fiend. I don't like it.
2: I thought this was brilliant. Not only Mm -hmm. in... The Fiend getting another victim. But the tease-up of Sasha Banks, so everybody's watching it, thinking one thing, and then you swerve them, but you give them something totally different, and in this instance, probably a little bit better. Then an in-ring conversation between Sasha Banks and Jerry the King Lawler, you get The Fiend putting, out, putting down Jerry Lawler, but Jerry Lawler being smart to the game, in a mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. So that was a nice twist to it. We come back from commercial and Vic Joseph has replaced Jerry the King Lawler on commentary. Now we have a tag team match. Ricochet and The Miz, they faced off against Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin. We get the hot tag to Ricochet who runs while on Corbin. Then he takes out Drew and then integrates Corbin and follows with the John Woo dropkick. The springboard clothesline follows and the moonsault gets a two count. Drew cuts him off and The Miz then cuts him off as it starts to break down. Corbin hits the deep six on Ricochet for a two count. He takes Ricochet up top, and Ricochet fires back. Ricochet hits the missile drop kick. Corbin gets posted, and the recoil by Ricochet finishes off Corbin, and the Ricochet and the Miz are your winners. Hmm. Baron Corbin was back on the scene, (laughs) y'all. I know y'all missed him. He wasn't in the main event, but He's going to be in the King of the Ring. This was a New Japan pro wrestling type setup as they had the tag team match to set up uh, the singles match to draw interest in the singles match that will be upcoming. But Baron Corbin had some new attire. He had on a, a tank top instead of the uh, the server's outfit from Chili's. <laughs> Fashion cast moment, Miss Didi
3: Janet. I mean, anything's an improvement, really.
2: I don't know what Baron's been hiding with the long sleeves. He looked pretty buffed. He didn't look bad in the t-shirt in the in the tank top. I guess uh, when Dean Ambrose was in the company, you could only have one room for you know one get, you know guy looking like that. Mm-hmm. But now that he's not there anymore, fair game.
3: I mean, it's not like there was one guy bald and there was one guy with bangs. Like he could have had his shirt on too at the time, but you know, let's live in the present. It's fine.
2: Sasha Banks is backstage, and it's announced that we will still hear from her later on Monday Night Raw. Booker T joins us this week via Skype. He comments on The Fiend attacking Jerry Lawler. He then comments on his own King of the Ring victory and how it was great for his career. And Booker picks Drew McIntyre to win this year's King of the Ring. AJ Styles was pissed about how last week's Monday Night Raw ended. And Braun Strowman coming down to save the day. So, he has issued a challenge to Braun Strowman for the United States Championship. And now it's AJ Styles versus Braun Strowman for United States title. The Good Brothers are out with AJ Styles, of course. Styles slaps Braun, but Braun dumps him and chases him to the floor. Back in, Braun is in control, attacking everyone until AJ Styles fires back. Braun swats AJ out of midair and Gallows attacks Braun Strowman for the DQ. The O.C. <laughs> beats down Braun until Seth Rollins makes the save. Seth and Braun clean house and then they shake hand. Favor for a favor, man. <laughs> Braun and Seth, they talk backstage. Seth knows that Braun wants a title shot. He's willing to give him a, sh- a title shot. But first, they have to take care of the OC tonight, and he's going to try to get them a tag team title shot later tonight. Our first King of the Ring matchup, we see Samoa Joe versus Cesaro. They always like putting my two favorites against each other in these damn tournaments like this. Does
3: it make you happy or does it make you sad?
2: It makes me sad. Okay. Because I'd much rather see them, like, battle the in like, the finals. semifinals or the finals, oh, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. Joe fights off a suplex. Both men collapse. Cesaro then finally hits the suplex for a two-count. Joe fires back with chops, but Cesaro follows with an uppercut, and then he hits one on the floor. Back in, Cesaro hits the high cross body for a two-count. Joe fights back and hits the irinagi and a senton for his own two-count. Cesaro hits uppercuts, and then the giant swing into the sharp super and then he transitions into the crossface. Joe escapes, he locks on the coquina clutch, and Cesaro ultimately taps, and Samoa Joe advances to the next round of the King of the Ring.
3: Joseph won something.
2: It's been a long time coming.
3: You know he only wins like on a quarterly basis,
2: so... <laughs> This was his win for the summertime, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except-
3: Next one coming be back October, November. Yeah.
2: <laughs> this was a really good match. Uh, uh, these two guys match up really well. And uh, they can do some things together.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We get highlights of the recent 24-7 championship shenanigans between Elias and Drake Maverick. Drew McIntyre attacked Elias in the studio. That didn't work out too well for Drake <laughs> Maverick as he caught a easy E type beatdown in the soundproof part of the studio. <laughs> so Elias is out in the ring. He's gonna give us his live, his final live performance due to the fact that he has he will be going into hiding to protect his 24-7 <laughs> championship. <laughs> He's having mysterious audio issues. His guitar is also all messed up. That's when R-Truth, disguised as a sound technician, comes to the ring. He has a ref with him, of course, and he tries to win the title. But Elias keeps kicking out, and eventually, our Elias runs away. Elias bringing some logic and awareness to the 24-7 title.
3: Which we have not had. But
2: you know, leave it to be to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Mysterio, he's in the back. He's in an interview with Charlie, please say the Caruso. He talks about his rough last few weeks. Ray says that he's a fortunate man with a beautiful family. He's had a great career, but things just haven't been clicking for him. He says Andrade disgraced him, ripped off his mask, and he hasn't been able to do anything about it. He says his body hasn't been responding how he'd like, and maybe his injuries have caught up to him. The time comes for everyone, but he didn't think it would come for him, and he needs to hang up his mask and let the new generation make their name. Dominic rushes in. He stops Ray from unmasking and says Ray promised that he would tag with him in his debut, and he still wants that. He says that he wants to make Ray proud, and begs Ray not to retire. Ray says, "You know what, son? I'll stay for you." This was the heart-touching moment of the show. I know you. Did you? Uh, did you feel warm and fuzzy inside when Dominic came and saved the day? No. No.
3: Out of here. <laughs> y'all yeah, so emotional I just wanted to make sure that Dominic made sure that Ray kept that goddamn mask on that's <laughs> all I needed Dominic. He, did God. he did what I needed so that's fine
2: still hopeful that Samoa Joe can get back around to doing some <laughs> harm to Dominic
3: he's so hateful leave Dominic alone <laughs> <laughs>
2: The New Day, they're going to wrestle The Revival. Xavier Woods begins to battle back, and he hits the honor roll, and the champions clear the ring. After a commercial break, Xavier Woods fights off Dawson and hits a missile dropkick. Big E and Dash tag in, with Big E running wild with suplexes, and the running splash follows. Dawson takes out Woods, and that's when Randy Orton flies in, with an RKO on Big E for the disqualification. After the match, Kofi makes the save until he eats an RKO. Woods then fights him off until he runs into a Shadow Machine-assisted RKO. Orton then makes Kofi watch as the revival try and break Xavier Woods' leg. Uh, This was very NWA-ish. (laughs) <laughs> it quite didn't have the 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 cage but it's very reminiscent of a angle that Dusty Rhodes uh did once where uh Ole Anderson and Dusty Rhodes were tag team partners Dusty Rhodes and Ole Anderson didn't like each other like forever and then they became tag team partners and they got in this cage match against Ivan Koloff and like somebody else and so eventually uh, they do the switch and Ole Anderson turns on Dusty Rhodes and they hold Dusty Rhodes down and uh, just like they had him held down there, the revival had Woods held down and uh, Ole Anderson comes off the uh, top rope with the leg drop and breaks Dusty Rhodes' leg. So for like six months, Dusty Rhodes is like out of action with a broken leg. And, mm. they, and they almost had a riot because they had these people trying to come over the cage to help them. Like fans. Mm. Yes, yes. It's one of the all time best angles ever in wrestling. But um, yeah, so this was kind of reminiscent to that. Randy Orton and the Revival, I got to say, they kind of work pretty well together. It's not mm-hmm. a bad little faction. The Revival? Is it
3: the Revival? Never mind. I was gonna I was gonna make a KKK joke but I I
2: won't do all that um and poor Xavier Woods man always the dude that's 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 catching the brunt of the beatings yeah
3: poor baby
2: Adam Cole not
3: Adam Cole Adam Cole we wish
2: it was Adam Cole Michael Cole Oh. If if Adam Cole interviews Sasha Banks, that'd actually be highly entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> but Michael Cole interviews Sasha Banks. Sasha says, that "This has been a crazy week." She says she looked in a mirror and she thought to herself, "Huh, blues her color," and so she na- she now has new hair, and everyone loves her new hair. She says she looks good and she feels <laughs> even better. Then Adam Cole, excuse me, it said again, Michael Cole. For some reason goes nobody cares about your hair and ask her about the attacks from the attacks from last week mm-hmm. he must be living in a bubble because that's like what everybody was talking about the mm-hmm. the blue hair, the blue hair. Mm-hmm. so uh, Sasha's answer to Michael Cole about her attacks is you're welcome and then she gets up from her position and leaps. I thought this was perfect. It wasn't too long. Sasha said some quick sentences. Got up out of there. Leave you want more. She didn't go into a long diatribe about anything. There's always time for that. Mm. You can tell we got new people in charge because they're trying to build shit like... <laughs> you know, instead of just just boom throwing everything out at one time, it's like oh here's a little here, here's a little there. Let's come back next week see what we got for you. I like it. Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss they defend their women's tag team championships against Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Alexa tags in and Mandy cuts her off with the B trigger. Mandy tags Sonya and Nikki also gets to tag. Sonya runs while it strikes. She hits some knees and a sliding knee strike. Nikki then runs Mandy into the post and she hits the purge on Sonya Deville and Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss retain the Women's Tag Team Championships. Any thoughts on uh, Fire and Desire, Mandy Rose, and uh, according to Jade to the Max and Mo underscore Reese, Future women's champion Sonya Deville's effort here in this match against the champions. Mm, mm,
3: mm.
2: <laughs> I, I I don't know. This was an okay match. Alexa Bliss is is is. I guess because they're letting her do the sparkle splash now, that she's going to be a a baby face.
3: Who's a baby face?
2: Alexa Bliss. How? Ah. Because Mandy Rose and Sonia DeVille are huge. Mm, I
3: guess.
2: Okay, here's how you know she's kind of turning. Before, she always won all her matches with like the DDT or whatever. Mm-hmm. And every time she would go do the Sparkle Splash, she would either get cut off or she would just miss it. Mm-hmm. But now, she's not even doing the DDT and she's mm-hmm. winning all her matches with the the Sparkle Splash. So, that's just is it
3: really called the Sparkle sense. Splash?
2: Yes, that's what.
3: That it. is a very childish name. So maybe she is going to be like a, a face.
2: That was the original name of it. They call it uh, the Twisted Bliss now.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but
2: when she was in NXT, that was her, the original name of it because her the gimmick Sparkle
3: Splash. Yeah,
2: because her gimmick was you know she was all sparkly like a fairy.
3: Oh like a like like Tinkerbell.
2: Yeah. She does go.
3: give me Tinkerbell bitchy vibes, but not really a bad person. Or like a bad person but not to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like fuck Wendy, I like Peter, very bad. Yeah,
2: I can see that. <laughs> in the backstage, Seth and Braun, they talk and argue about who should follow whose lead in tonight's tag team title match. Our next King of the Ring tournament match, we see Cedric Alexander facing up against Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn rounds things. Alexander fires up, but Sami hits the Driver drive before two count. Sami follows with strikes and keeps things grounded again. Alexander keeps fighting back. Cedric hits the back elbow and follows with the head scissors and the drop kick. The suicide dive follows from Cedric and back in. Cedric hits the back handspring kick and the lumbar check. And Cedric Alexander is your winner. Yay. This was a quick match, but a good match. Cedric Alexander getting the win. So that was good to see. And somewhere down the line, he'll probably have to face Drew McIntyre in this tournament, I'm guessing. And they can continue their storyline inside the tournament. That would be the smart way to book it, even though I don't have the brackets in front of me to confirm that. (laughs) The Street Profits, they talk about their own King of the Ring brackets and Dawkins is like, man, my bracket has already been busted. Dawkins also says that, hey, what about a tag team King of the Ring tournament? And that's when Montez Ford steps in and it's like, I got my crown. We are Red Kings. That was good. I liked it. <laughs> Do you feel that this has been a good way to debut the Street Profits? They've gotten a little bit different introduction to the main roster than anybody else has gotten from NXT. It necessarily hasn't been vignettes. They've actually been a part of the show, even though they've not wrestled.
3: Yeah, just going running commentary. I like it. Just be, I mean, to an extent, it's a little put on, but to an extent, it's also very funny. Montez just talking a whole bunch of shit and the other one either being drunk, hungover, or disinterested and then like trying to catch back up to the conversation. It's a cute way to like show off their personalities and like you said, show off the other one because you know, Montez is kind of more effusive, but the other one, and I hate that I keep calling him the other one. I don't know his
2: name. Angela Dawkins.
3: (laughs) Dawkins, Dawkins, Dawkins. Because isn't there a Dawson?
2: Yes, there is a Dawson.
3: Yeah, that's why. So Dawkins, yeah, he he's cute. I didn't realize he was cute, <laughs> but seeing him in the backstage area and him having that that time to shine, and seeing all his various interactions with everybody else in the back, it's it's good for them. I like it.
2: I think that, like that's like a, the very first one. I was like, I don't like this at all. This isn't the this <laughs> but. Ever since after the first one, they've kind of found their stride with it, and and you know it's been really good. The pay per view uh, interactions with like Ric Flair and Kurt and uh, some of the pre show stuff has been pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad they're getting their shine, and everybody sees the same thing when they see Montez Ford. So it's only a matter of time for that young man. He just needs to keep doing what he's doing, keep working hard and he's going to be on the very top of this game. The Good Brothers, they complain about having to defend the tag team titles, but AJ Styles arrives to motivate them, pump them up, and says that they can do it. Natalia says that she came back from the doctor and it's been an emotional week. She says that Sasha was her friend and she can't understand why she did what she did to her. She's about to start her next sentence when Sasha Banks attacks Natty <laughs> out of the blue again. She assaults Natty's injured arm. She calls her a crybaby. Then she tells Natty to go to hell and tell your daddy I said hi. Oh,
3: hurtful. Damn. Hateful. <laughs> That's what I look for. <laughs>
2: The attack was something like I wasn't expecting it at all. I was kind of actually zeroing in on what Natty had to say. She kind of had drew me in because I thought she was going to tell us what her injury was. And then, I, then bam, here comes Sasha like, okay, this is what we doing? All right, <laughs> I, I'm with it. Main event of the evening time: The Good Brothers versus Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman for the Raw Tag Team Titles. Oh,
0: hold on! Styles, Styles. Oh, 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 the veteran! Oh, oh! oh. And now Gallus oh, follows up and just took Strowman off his feet. Braun Strowman's been neutralized And now it's two on one It's Seth Rollins super kick Trying to rally tag But look there's no one for Rollins to tag Seth Rollins continuing to fight Into Anderson Now into Gallows That is all on his own But he's putting in the work to take out Anderson and Gallows Gallows stopping Rollins in his tracks Rollins continuing to fight Able to outsmart Gallows for the moment And Rollins right into Kalos. That's a move. Universal champion looking to put more gold around his waist. (laughs) Wow, what a falcon arrow. That X into the cover for the tag team titles. Anderson able to kick out. How the hell is Rollins doing this? Strowman's the take taking control now Great Rollins, train, oh. let loose Yeah, he's running over people The monster's back with a vengeance That's how quick the monster among men can change the complexion of a matchup Is Rollins, able to slither free Rollins rolls through, tags made, in comes Strowman And here comes Brawl The complexion of this man just changed Time to get these hands, boys Strowman now, he's been waiting patiently to take out Anderson look at the gallows he gets some too Turn gallows inside out my god like wow. a train hit gallows now taking care of anderson power slam center of the ring titles are on the line titles are on the line we have have come together and we have new tag team champions in the form of Seth Rollins and Brock Strowman. As if business couldn't pick up even more for Seth Rollins. Jeez. That was one of the most amazing cloaking sequences of a matchup that I can remember. Strowman and Rollins dominated and now Rollins to your point, Renee, is a dual champion. He's the universal champion. He's also the Raw tag team champion. And they're on their feet here tonight in the Twin Cities. But Braun Strowman came in tonight, guys, thinking that he could walk out the United States champion. They said he's walking out the tag team champion. What a night it has been for Braun Strowman. I can't believe my eyes. Hey.
2: So Braun Strowman had two championship matches in the same show. Got... Screwed over in one, got some redemption in the other one. Miss Mhm. He went from looking at Maria crazy
3: yeah.
2: like a month ago to now a tag team champion. And he keeps looking at that Universal Championship crazy because after the match, as the new champion celebrated, they uh, had the tag team titles in their outside hands and then they had the universal title held up in the middle of the two, and Brian kept peering over at the <laughs> universal championship like it was a hot young lady on Seth Rollins' arm.
3: He just couldn't <laughs> keep his
2: eyes off her. So do you like this uh, typical setup we've seen from WWE forever? You know, two guys who are kind of friends, but... Maybe a little enemies to get together, somehow become tag team champions and then inevitably somehow it all falls apart.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it'll be great.
2: (laughs) I like that they're giving Braun Strowman something to do. He needs to be in the mix. I mean, it seems like he should have been the heavyweight champion at least once by now, even if they just wanted to test it out but it mm-hmm. never happened and now maybe this will be the time that they pull, decide to pull the trigger but who knows
3: yeah he deserves so I'll be happy for anything he gets
2: how was your assessment of this Monday Night Raw what would be your rating out of oh, 5
3: oh I'm gonna give it a 4
2: Braun got
3: normal. title Sasha was evil
2: you know, what What? What more could I ask for? <laughs> I'm going to give it a 3.5. I, okay. th- I-, I thought it was thought it was good as well. Uh, I really like the Sasha Banks stuff. I like the way that they swerved uh, the original Sasha Banks King's court into the Fiend attacking and making that, um, you know, very logical with Jerry Lawler getting out of the ring. I uh, like the, the setup to bring Baron Corbin back with Drew McIntyre in that tag team match that was a good way to kind of get the people you know (laughs) to see Baron and not really totally just crush him because I think people like Drew McIntyre uh, even though he's supposed to be a real nasty heel I think people really respect his wrestling and like what he's doing and Mm. uh, Samoa Joe winning in the King of the Ring that was uh, definitely a highlight because we know that don't happen a lot (laughs) around here lately so I'll definitely take it, and uh, this RKO uh, to Kofi and the New Day—that's very, very disheartening. I'm very, very worried about this uh, this next matchup. Hopefully, it's like a six-man tag team match, though, and not a a, a, a title match. Hopefully, they kind of throw a, throw in a little bit of a, a a wrench into it. But we'll find out about that and more. As I turn it over to Miss Didi Jonay for her SmackDown Matters report.
3: Hey, so Smacky Downy. We were somewhere. I don't know. Randy Orton comes out. He says, unlike Kofi, he doesn't lie. He speaks the truth. Kofi ran from him at SummerSlam in front of his wife and kids. That's rude. He says, Kofi is stupid. He RKO'd him and took out Woods on Raw. Kofi continues to fail to prove himself and the power of positivity can be crushed by an RKO. To which I say, Who are you that anybody got to prove anything to you? Who do you think you are, Ice? Fuck out of here. <laughs> That's just me, though. New Day's music hits and Kofi hits trouble in paradise out of nowhere. Kofi says, We'll find out who is stupid. Gets a chair and looks to Pilmanize Randy Orton's leg. But what happened? The revival arrives to make the save. Orton retreats as Kofi beats at the revival with chair shots. What an icon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Kofi came from the blind side. He had to match Randy Orton's uh, uh, dastardly deeds this week.
3: Yes. That's what I like to hear.
2: Yeah, he went and throwing no pancakes. It it's like, there ain't no pancakes this week, B. <laughs> chair shots and ass whooping. That's all I got for you.
3: That's what we like. Shane meets with Kevin Owens backstage and threatens a bigger fine. If Kevin gets out of line tonight, Owen says he was pissed last week but thought about things and realizes that $100,000 is a lot to him and they should be able to relate as they are both fathers. He asks Shane to reconsider and Shane says he will reconsider it. We'll see what that leads us to. Next, Andrade versus Apollo Cruz for a King of the Ring tournament match. Cruz hits an Enzo of degree. Andrade attacks Cruz's arm but misses the double knees. Andrade fires back with a super kick. They trade, and Cruz hits the standing shooting star press for two. Andrade retreats to the ropes. Vega distracts Cruz, and Andrade hits the back elbow and hammerlock DDT for the win. Make sure you take your drink.
2: Pull <laughs> up. Drink.
3: Yes, the distraction game never ends. Brian and Rowan walk with a hooded man who is allegedly the attacker of Roman Reigns. Brian tells him to stay put I can't wait till we get to the end because I have so many questions <laughs> and I want answers <laughs> um, Elias walks in and strums on his guitar he finds a referee in disguise and then finds Drake hiding and makes him read a letter stating that the 24-7 rules are suspended for the night by order of Shane and then Elias locks him in a box he's just,
2: yeah he's just got something at every turn
3: Who's better than Elias?
2: Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody.
3: What a blast. Okay, so there's a moment of bliss. Nikki's out with Alexa, and they are humbled by the title ring. A moment of bliss will carry on for the unfortunate masses without championships. What? Charlotte is, <laughs> and
2: Charlotte then, is- Hold on, hold on. They, did you see this?
3: I thought I saw it because I know what happens in a few minutes, but I may, I must have missed that part.
2: And then they posed like, Edge and Christian. They Aww. did they did like a title pose for like oh, that's 10 seconds.
3: Adorable. Oh, that's adorable. I could kind of see them being the next Edge and... Oh, that's funny. Okay, anyway. Charlotte points to the throne and says that chair, the one from the King of the Ring um, visual, is more her style. Bliss brings up Charlotte's win over Trish and Charlotte says that she took the torch from Trish. Charlotte is the queen of all eras in face of the Smackdown Women's Division. Liz says, some would say that Bailey is the face of the division. Charlotte says no, because she is the brand and more marketable. She is SmackDown. Wait, what? First AJ now you? Hold up. <laughs> Calm down. She calls Bailey an afterthought, just like the championship and the division. Well, well, Bailey arrives says enough of charlotte's same old shit because it's just a bunch of excuses bailey is the champion which means she's better than charlotte charlotte says people always talk about her and not bailey she will win the title at clash of champions and bailey accepts the challenge and will shut her up and then she shoves the shit out of charlotte pushes her, her off the, the chair, chair. <laughs> she falls into the other chair and she looks like ooh, oh no <laughs> <laughs> she looks like ain't nobody had ever touched her before she was shook <laughs>
2: I really like the edge from Bailey.
3: I think that's the thing about nice people. When they finally start acting up, people don't know how to act. And they're like, oh, wait. You really pushed me off the chair provoked. <laughs> <laughs> like, never forget, she's still Sasha's best friend. Gotta have a little bit of hate up in her heart.
2: Do you like the vehicle of them using the moment of bliss for the predominantly the women's storylines?
3: I think that's nice. Sure. Sure. Cause I mean, I guess we'll have to see how, how it goes. I might get tired of it, but I might not. I want to make sure that there are women's tag matches. I don't need them doing what the Australian girls did, which is like never defend their title. But if they defend their title and mix in some moments of bliss, I guess that's fine. Okay. Yeah. They ain't mad about it. Buddy Murphy prepares backstage and meets with Roman Reigns. Buddy says he's pretty sure he saw Rowan do it. And Rain says if Buddy's lying, he'll whip his ass. Spoiler alert, Buddy ain't lying. Brian confronts <laughs> Buddy about saying Rowan well did it and calls him a cowardly liar. He will reveal the true culprit and that Buddy had something to do with it. Then Listen, unless Buddy Murphy knows how to make clones, no he don't. Anyway
2: buddy murphy we'll, man he, a lot we'll of people want a there. piece of his ass damn
3: we'll get there we'll get there so danny bryan and buddy murphy have a match Ooh. oh come so on buddy murphy's a
0: smart guy he knows what he's doing he had an incredible performance against roman reigns and then he tweeted out oh everybody knows my name I, I question oh. that whole. look at murphy Ooh. Uh, taking it to Daniel Bryan, but I question that, Dave, because yeah, Buddy Murphy's got himself incredible opportunities Whoa. in back-to-back weeks here. But oh. Oh, Murphy oh. sends Bryan to the outside. What kind of repercussions will Buddy face if he is lying? Murphy over the top, of oh. oh, he takes out Daniel Bryan. Oh fame, money. And Murphy put away Bryan tonight. <laughs> Murphy, oh, almost defiant Stay still. Stay down! Stay down! Oh, now, Brian, gonna be lights out for Murphy, ducked it. Oh, oh, what a counter. Great job by Murphy, the gifted striker. On oh, there. wait a minute, now caught, caught on the top turnbuckle here by Daniel Bryan. Murphy cutting that tree of woe oh, as Bryan up. strikes at will. And now, Bryan, Buddy Murphy's defenseless here. Oh, and a low drop kick right to the face. Bryan just left his carbon footprint on Buddy's face. This is the nastiness of Daniel Bryan. Look on the face of Buddy Murphy. Yeah. Murphy is out. And now a second time outpowering Murphy, planting him on the top turnbuckle. Yeah. High risk here from Daniel Bryan. Maybe looking for a belly to back on the oh, top rope. Oh my god, off the top. Off the top. Oh. Bryan! Oh. Belly to back, superplex. Now Bryan to put away this matchup. And yeah. Murphy wow. kicks out at two and a half. Oh the Murphy may pull it off here! Murphy to put away Daniel Bryan! Oh Bryan fall on the ropes! ropes. ropes. Rowan quick to point it out as well to the official! With better ring positioning, Murphy would have had him. Oh, buddy Murphy's beat up, a little frustrated, but you cannot let up now. Oh, that's getting Rowan off the apron. None oh, of the claim Buddy Murphy made. It was saying that Eric Rowan was the man behind the attacks on Roman Reigns. On oh, out, Daniel Bryan trying to capitalize on the distraction. All oh, broken up. Oh, super kick to Rowan. On oh, out, Bryan. Cover. A oh, kick out by Murphy. Rowan out of the equation now. The opportunity is for the take in. Murphy may be on the verge of the biggest oh, win of his career. Murphy's Law! Murphy's Law! He's the oh. biggest Daniel Bryan! Here is
3: your winner, Buddy Murphy! The biggest win of Buddy Murphy's career. Buddy Murphy won. What? <laughs> Buddy Murphy won.
2: Then let see, yeah. Daniel Bryan will let him win, but Roman Reigns won't.
3: Rome was like, fuck you, man. I like it. (laughs) He was like, I just came back from cancer. You ain't beat me on shit. Fuck out of here. That's probably not what he said, but it's funny (laughs) that he did. Backstage Rowan and Brian lay out, buddy, as Brian calls him a liar and a coward. The Revival mocked the crowd for cheering their beatdown earlier in the night and then called New Day cowards. They tell Woods to heal up for Clash of Champions and challenge New Day for a tag title match at the pay-per-view. And then Heavy Machinery arrived because, you know, they're tag teams also. And also they have a match. So Dawson tags in and, Jesus, I wish this screen would stop turning. Misses the top rope elbow drop. Tucker, who's Tucker?
2: Uh, Tucker the Knight the, for other the
3: other one. Uh, Tucker fights them off and, oh, because Otis is the fat one. Tags in Otis who runs wild on the revival. The spinning slam and corner splash follows. Otis hits the caterpillar. He loves the caterpillar and tags in Tucker. Dawson attacks, and Dash gets the cradle for the win. He cradled Tucker. I saw this. Yes, I'm correct. Chad Gable is on backstage area, commenting on being an underdog, and Shelton sneaks around behind him. He puts a you must be this tall to enter king of the ring sign on his door, and it was up high. It was very disrespectful. <laughs> it
2: was hilarious. <laughs>
3: it wasn't nice. That was
2: mean. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be a hell of a match, though.
3: Oh, yeah. Good wrestlers, wrestler and a wrestler. So next is um, Ms. TV. Sammy Zayn is a guest. He requested this time. He arrives and says he doesn't care about Ms. or his show, but he needed the time to get things off of his chest. Ms mocks him for being a loser. Sammy agrees. Sammy says he's been trapped in the WWE trap of greed and ambition. He succeeded by fighting for bigger causes and will succeed by helping others. The man he will help. Shinsuke Nakamura, my other fave, bless him always happy to see him he arrives is curious about this Sammy says Nakamura is Japanese, fact an artist, also a fact and is in pain as he can't properly answer at times remember remember when Nakamura didn't I don't speak English or whatever he used to say
2: (laughs) Right,
3: (laughs) fave What an icon. He and Nakamura have a bond, and he will be Nakamura's mouthpiece. Nakamura then attacks is and lays him out with a Kinshasa and someone knee strikes. Another Kinshasa follows as Sammy and Nakamura stand tall. Boom. Iconic. Why didn't I think of this earlier? (laughs) All my faves winning.
2: They give you things you didn't need it all the time on this show.
3: Didn't even know that's what I wanted, but I have it and I'm happy. What a blessing will do it it's like what more could y'all ask for okay so Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan are rap with their mystery man and they tell him Roman is coming they still have him covered with some sheets so he looks like I don't know like the Grim Reaper or some shit it's interesting Shane meets with Owens and tells him that you cannot touch WWE officials and he wants an apology Shane has reconsidered his fine but if Owens ever touches another official he will be fired and Owens agrees you know there's a sh- schmockery because, you know, the official that he touched was Elias. So it's like, come on. But anyway, that's fine. Kevin and Owens, not Kevin and Owens, Jesus. Kevin and Elias have a match. They work up to the top rope. Kevin fights Elias off and knocks him to the mat. The swanton eats knees. Kevin dumps Elias to the floor and follows with an apron cannonball. Shane stops the attack and reveals a ref shirt so he's an official now you see the scam yes you do back in and Elias attacks they tease a ref bum and Shane fast counts Kevin so Elias wins
2: (sighs) that tricky Shane McMahon
3: camera's gonna scam so your main attraction of the night who hit Roman Reigns they're with the mystery man They bring Roman into the room. They take the hood off. And I am looking at Eric Rowan's dad or uncle. I think. But instead of getting words and explanations, we just get cameras looking at Roman, looking at the man, looking at Eric, looking at Brian. And honestly, that man has to be related to Eric Rowan. Like, you can't make people look that (laughs) much alike. And they're not blood related, right? Like, that has to be, like, a cousin. Or, like, they did some work in a in a clone lab or some shit. Like, they look exactly alike.
2: He, like Bailey, might have a twin.
3: Does Bailey have a twin?
2: Bailey has a twin.
3: Stop it. Yes. Are they identical?
2: I don't think they're identical, but they she looks like Bailey. Bailey looks like her.
3: Oh, that's so cool! Listen, that man could certainly be Eric Rowan. Swing, shit was weird.
2: <laughs> uh, yes, this was a uh, quite a Scooby Doo esque ending to SmackDown.
3: Yeah, I want, I want answers.
2: Well, again, another program that's giving you small building blocks and in bringing you. Just enough huh? of the story to hook you back in for the next week. So now we got a new layer. Who is this mystery man? Why is he attacking Roman?
3: Who Wait is he a minute. affiliated with? Listen. So listen. I. Okay, listen. I googled Bailey and her twin, and I think I found a picture of her. She looks just like Bailey, but she has her boobs out. Um, so I don't know if this is a real website or if this is like the Onion, but for wrestling. But they're saying Oscar's actually played by two people, so she's an identical twin. Oh, gosh. <laughs> they said Braun Strowman. <laughs> oh, no, this is funny. Okay, it's not real. They said Braun Strowman is sometimes portrayed by his twin brother, Brain Strowman. They said Buddy Murphy is sometimes portrayed by his twin brother, Kurt Hawkins. Which... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, I thought it was real. It's not real. They had me going for a second. I could believe it. <laughs> identical twins means less work on the body. I like it. Only have to work half the schedule.
2: That's why the Usos should have... Uh, that's what they should have been doing when mm-hmm. they really couldn't, When you really couldn't tell them apart. Yeah,
3: they used to be super identical.
2: Now, not so much. Even I remember when we first started this podcast. Can you believe someone's been five years ago in October? It'll be five years.
3: Damn, we definitely used to play named that Uso.
2: <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> and certainly got that shit wrong a good half the time.
2: Like, I think that's Jay. I think that's Jimmy. No, nah, no, nah, that's Jay. No, nah, I'm pretty sure that's Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> like,
3: nobody in agreement would be like,
2: what's well, one of them? Who knows? Right. The one that's married to Naomi. That's the one. That's, that's the one. <laughs> that's always the, like, determining factor between the two of them. You're, uh,. Your thoughts on SmackDown? The the ending uh, excluded. I know that you don't. You're not a big fan of this cliffhanger.
3: I don't like cliffhangers. Like, and, and had you? All I needed was a who the fuck is that? You know, <laughs> like, like when did you get a twin? <laughs> like, I need something. I don't. I don't want to just see people stuck in like silence.
2: That's why I tell
3: an available shit (laughs) now. Rating? Oh, four stars.
2: Yeah. Me too. I thought this was a really strong episode of of SmackDown, starting with the attack on Randy from Kofi. Mm -hmm. All the way through to the big reveal of Roman having look at two Eric Rowans and trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Right. (laughs) <laughs> and the uh, King of the Ring matches were good so I didn't have any problems with this week's Smackdown the house that D.D. Jaune built still strong as ever
3: uh, thank you thank you we
2: try please support the CSPN and the WrestleCast by supporting our sponsors over on CSPN.us you can also Keep the podcast free by shopping with Amazon, Busted Tees, Blue Apron, Audible. All of those great companies are affiliated with the CSPN and the WrestleCast. So if you go through the website, CSPN.us, and find something from any of those great Mm -hmm. providers, you will be helping keep the podcast free each and every week. So please do your shopping through CSPN.us and do it today. Time for NXT, the Undisputed Era, as they arrive to kick off the show. Now it's time to talk about Adam Cole, baby. Baby. He says that he did everything that he said he was going to do at TakeOver. Some say he had the performance of a lifetime. He said that he's the greatest NXT champion that ever lived. He's better than Samoa Joe better than Finn Balor, better than Nakamura, better than Johnny Gargano. He says, if NXT had a Mount Rushmore for its champions, it would have four faces of Adam Cole on it. (laughs) Roddy says that their championship prophecy didn't come true because they were screwed. Roddy says, Dream beat Pete Dunne. Not him, but he's coming for Velveteen Dream and that North American Championship. Kyle O'Reilly then shows footage of the Street Profits pinning the wrong man at TakeOver as Fish legally tagged in. Bobby Fish said they never lost due to that and calls Regal out to do his job. Adam Cole says the undisputed era draped in gold is the best for NXT and knows it's only a matter of time until his boys get their gold. As they walk out up the ramp, that's when Jordan Miles arrives. Adam Cole says, this must be a joke. He says he knows he has a championship opportunity, but he says that he will break him. Adam Cole tells Jordan Miles to go challenge Shayna Baszler or go to NXT UK or 205 Live to cash in. Adam Cole says there's nothing more damaging than to challenge him and lose so young in his career because Adam Cole will make his career an undisputed failure. Mm. Jordan Miles signs the contract and then he drops it at the feet of Adam Cole. Jordan Miles came out looking like them people who walk around your neighborhood on Saturdays with those little pamphlets.
3: <laughs> the um, all the people, yeah,
2: yeah, those people that you see coming from the grocery store, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you try to like get in behind their back, and then when they <laughs> ring your doorbell, you try to remember that they out there, so you don't go open the door.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. My brother used to open the door and be like, "Oh, Deanna the doors for you." And <laughs> I got to walk home. Like,
2: oh,
3: yeah, okay. sure, we'll take them little painful too, throw them right in the trash. But I cook them. <laughs> I read them in the time it took for me to get to the trash can
2: so they set up everything that's going to go forward as far as the tag team championship matches and the North American title Adam Cole is going to have a mini program here with Jordan Miles so they accomplished a lot in the opening segment I'm just not a fan of this Jordan Miles at all no like ACH <laughs> so much better. But anyway, Bronson Reed, he wants an opportunity as Shane Thorne arrives and they set up a match for later tonight. Bronson Reed was a member of the NXT breakout tournament, and Shane Thorne has a vendetta against all those guys who were in the tournament. So Bronson Reed is just his latest person to try to get even with. Damian Priest faced off against Mansoor. Mansoor counters choke slam and hits the enziguri. Mansoor dumps Priest and follows with the tope. The blockbuster follows. Priest cuts him off with a huge lariat. And the splash mountain follows. And he follows that up with the reckoning. And Damian Priest gets the win. Mansoor is a really good wrestler. He, he won the big battle royal they had at the last Saudi show. So they've got some promise and they see something in him. They just need to let him have a couple of standout matches where he wins and not just job to somebody in a good loss for him to hit the springboard. And Damian Priest is doing okay. He hasn't had anything break out yet. That match against Keith Lee is kind of the closest thing he's had to that. But they didn't get a series of matches, so we really haven't had a chance to see him uh, for a couple of stretches against the same opponent and see what he can really do. Mia Yim faced off against Vanessa Bourne. Aaliyah trips Mia Yim up, allowing Vanessa Uh Bourne to hit a Samoan drop for a two count. Vanessa lays the boots to Mia Yim. She ties her up in the ropes. She has one of those uh, stickers that says lower, because that's what they call their people who they think are beneath them. Mm -hmm. And she slapped it on Mia Yim's ass and was like whipping her ass. (laughs) So Vanessa she's still slapping Mia around. She's talking shit, but Mia fires back and tackles her for some grind and pound work. Mia follows with chops and then tosses Bourne across the ring. The cannonball is followed by the protect your neck, and Mia gets the win. That's when Shayna Baszler comes down. and She says that Mia is a badass. Shayna says that Mia fought her like no one else has so far, and she saw in her eyes that she's been to dark places and crawled out. Shayna says they don't have to be enemies. She says Mia can stand side by side. With her, Jasmine Duke, and Marina Saphir. But Mia notices that they're starting to kind of close in on her. So she attacks Duke and Saphir, but the lady swarmer. Shayna Baszler follows with ground and pound as the numbers game is just too much. And Marina Saphir, Jasmine Duke, and Shayna Baszler stand tall over Mia Yim. (laughs) Yeah, they got some get back from the the beatdowns before TakeOver. Next week, we get a match that's been highly anticipated by this guy, your (laughs) host of the WrestleCast, Don Delorante, as I'm finally going to get my match. Donovan Dijakovic versus Keith Lee. They showed a really good video package showing their matches that they've had outside of WWE talked about the story of how they were in the midst of something and then they had injuries and it derailed them. But now that both men are back and they're looking to make a significant jump in their NXT careers and each man man thinks that the other is going to be that stepping stone, that springboard to bigger and better things in NXT, this was really well done. I'm so glad Triple H came back to this uh, once both of these guys are healthy. And hopefully they live up to my expectations for it. Shane Thorne faces off against Bronson Reed. The cool thing about this is both of these guys are Australian. Bronson Reed fights off the satiato suplex and then hits power slam. He follows with rights and elbows as the One drop connects. The big boy time follows and then we get a corner splash. Thorne rolls to the outside. Bronson Reed follows and rolls Thorne back in. Bronson Reed heads up top and he gets cut off, and then we get a running kick from Shane Thorne, and Shane Thorne is your winner. Velveteen Dream, he arrives, he's getting pushed out by the lovely ladies on his sofa. The Dream says, he holds up his shirt. He says, The Dream shirt, $30. He holds up his shades and says, The, sh- uh, the Dream shades, $10. Then he said, retaining his North American championship at TakeOver, priceless. He says, one man, two men, it doesn't matter as long as he ends up on top where he likes it. He says that now, after his tough talk at the beginning of the show, the spotlight is now on Roderick Strong. Velveteen Dream is the best. Him and this couch is, is just amazing. we need to have somebody come out and do the rick james to it though like he can like he comes out they push him out to the thing to the stage he gets off the couch comes down to the ring and cuts his promo whoever he's talking about comes out to the ring and then they just you know they get into a little bit, bit of an exchange and the dude looks over at his couch And starts just jumping in his couch and fucking his couch up.
3: (laughs) Y'all love that good fuck your couch moment. I swear.
2: (laughs) Hey, man, the Chappelle Show has some very great moments that can be used in many various situations. Uh, Desmond Howard just had to. He's a football guy, college football analyst. And uh, he's a Michigan player, former Michigan player, and their big rival is Ohio State. And so the host goes, hey, Desmond, is Michigan going to, you know, muster up enough to beat Ohio State this year? And Desmond Howard on live TV from Disney at like (laughs) 11 o'clock in the morning goes, is Desmond Howard going to have to chug a bitch? (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, his Twitter and his uh, social media has been in a disaster ever since. And he was like, hey, I didn't know that joke was so obscure. But uh, anyway, uh, so that's another piece of free uh, free booking I just gave uh, WWE. We'll see if it happens or not. You mean when it
3: happens? (laughs) You're welcome.
2: It's official. Adam Cole will defend against... uh, Jordan Miles in two weeks, and next week the Street Profits will defend the NXT Tag Team Titles in a rematch against the Undisputed Era. Main event time: Killian Dane faces off against Matt Riddle. Dane hits the John Woo Dropkick and a Cannonball for a two count. Riddle's counters and he hits the Senton into a Rear Naked Choke. Killian Dane fights to his feet. Matt Riddle hits the bro to sleep, the Power Bomb, and the Knee Strike for a near fall a floating bro eats the knees. Killian Dane posts Matt Riddle and tosses Riddle to the floor. Dane misses the charge and crashes into the steps. Riddle sets up the steps and teases a powerbomb, but Dane slams him face first onto the steps. We get the senton onto the steps by Killian Dane. Back in the ring, Dane hits three Vader bombs, and Killian Dane gets the win over Matt Riddle. Gasp. This was good. This was hard hitting. Great way to get Killian Dane a win over Riddle to continue the story. Riddle putting up the babyface effort but falling just short because Killian Dane used the outside uh, plunder of the steps to kind of gain the advantage and get the win. I like the steps, the story that they're telling here between these two guys, and I can't wait to see how it eventually ends up. I thought this was a really good episode of NXT. Really enjoyed it. So, if you guys have some extra time, your network is acting up, you should go back and watch it. <laughs> Check it out. Main event definitely worth watching. Alright, so Miss Didi Jonet, at this time, I'm going to turn it over to you for your shout-outs and thank-yours.
3: Oh, shout-out to me. <laughs> JK. Shout-out to you for working with me on my terrible schedule. And my terrible sleep sleepiness. It was awful. But she worked with me, because you're an icon. Shout out to the ladies of a glow. Filling my timeline and my messages with all sorts of shenanigans. Shout out to Oh, shout out to my baby. His birthday is in a few days. He'll be eleven. Awful, awful child. I have to make sure he doesn't like John Cena anymore. And yeah, that's it.
2: I'd like to give a shout-out to Ms. Dijonet. Thank you for joining me. Uh, we will always make it work out. No matter rain, sleet, hail, snow, sickness, or allergies, we will find a way to bring you to Cast. Shout-out to Greg and Sam as well. Shout-out to Classic. Shout-out to all the members and ladies of the Glow. Thank you all for joining us and listening each and every week. Thank you to all the fans, all the people who show up in the live tweets each and every week. Please remember to share your commentary with color on Monday nights and Tuesday nights by using the hashtag rawcast and smackdown matters respectively. Please subscribe to the Dark Match. You can follow us over there on our Patreon page. That's patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Become a CSPN backstage pass holder and get. Each and every episode of the Dark Match, each and every week, uh, always some good conversations, good topics over there, and it's also going to be the home of our AEW coverage starting in October. I'm thinking about doing a retro cast for cast of for class of champions. The I'm gonna I'm pretty sure that most of our fans haven't seen the original class of champions, so I'm thinking about that being what we watch. Uh, on the 14th, that's the Saturday night before uh, this year's class of champions in September. We'll probably do the retro class retro cast of champions as the hashtag and uh, you guys can watch some good old NWA wrestling from 1987. I think this is when this event took place originally. It was originally uh, developed as counter-programming for Wrestlemania Ooh. because the year before uh this was in '88 because in '87, when Jim Crockett was trying to get on pay per view for the first time, that's when events came up with the Royal Rumble and I put it on TV that. for free. Camera scamming. Yep. So the next year, this is what uh, Jim Crockett Promotions uh, answered with was the class of champions to go up against WrestleMania. So that will be a fun uh, look back into how wrestling was in 1988 stuff that made me a huge fan when I was a kid. So please continue to, like I said, share your commentary with color, rate, review, uh, interact with the Russell Cast through Twitter. You can also send us emails at coastlitherpodcast at gmail, and we'll you know read those, respond to those, take suggestions for shows or uh, ideas for you know um, retrocasts and things like that. So please interact with us; we would greatly appreciate it. And on that note, for my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jaune, I'm your host, Don Delorente. This has been episode 251 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo.
1: Ms., let me just be honest with you right off the bat. I I, uh, I don't really care about you, and I don't really care about this show, but I need a TV time because I have some things that I need to get off my chest. Oh, wow, you don't care about that. but well, You know, you've been doing a lot of losing lately. I imagine you've had a lot of time to think while lying on your back staring up at the lights. That's good. But you know what? Hey, actually, Miz, you know what? For once in your life, you're actually right. I have been losing match after match for months now. And last night, I had an epiphany. And I finally realized why. It's because I've gotten caught up in the trap that people like you often end up like me. Yes, people like you, people like all these parasites here. It is the WWE trap of greed, of selfishness, of ambition. And I realized that any success I've ever had in my life has been because I have fought for something bigger than myself. I have fought for causes. I have fought for what is right. And I realized, I finally realized, that the path to redemption for Sami Zayn is through altruism. It's through helping other people. And yes, I may be one of the greatest competitors alive today but there are so many people on SmackDown that need my help. Like who? Well, it's funny you ask, Miz, because one of them is ready to come out right now. Okay, I'll bite. Shinsuke, you're the Intercontinental Champion. Why would you ever need to associate yourself with Sami Zayn? All right, there's boo boo number one right there. Okay, so you ask him that question. Let me ask you this, Miz. What what language do you expect him to answer you in, huh? English? English so that it could benefit you? I don't know if you've noticed, Shinsuke Nakamura is Japanese, and he is an artist, he is a poet. Do you understand the pain that is experienced by a poet when he can't articulate what is in his heart, what is in his soul? Of course you don't understand that. But I do, because I am an artist, and I am a poet. And Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn have a bond that no one will ever understand from the day that Shinsuke Nakamura set foot in WWE. We understand each other. We are two sides of the same coin. So from here on out, this man does not need to experience that pain from not being able to properly articulate and express what is in his heart. So if you want to talk to Shinsuke Nakamura, you talk to me. Okay. Shin. You're really going
0: to let him speak for
2: you.
1: Really? Yeah, you don't you don't really get it, do you, huh? Well, we can express ourselves in a language that even you can understand, okay? Oh! <laughs>